Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. It's now time for Cannabis Talk 101 with Blue, Joe Grande, and Mark and Craig Wasserman, the Pot Brothers at Law. We're the world's number one podcast for everything cannabis. Hello and welcome to Cannabis Talk 101. My name is Blue. Alongside of me is the world famous Pot Brothers at Law. Or otherwise known as Hot Lips at Law. Mark and hey, Craig Wasserman. <laughs> and Mr. Joe Grande. And you are now tuned in to like an awkward show. Let me tell you why. It's just funny that Mark has this filter on (laughs) that every time the camera goes on him, his lipsticks are his lips are red. And And, and with his suit. I don't know what it is. He basically looks like either the Joker's, you know, grandfather from Batman (laughs) or (laughs) He is doing the Doubtfire's uh, tweaked out cousin. All right. Joe. Joe, tell us what we got going on the show today. Well, thank you, uh, Craig. Craig Wasserman. It's always good to have you all with us today. Uh, thank you guys all for listening to the podcast, Cannabis Talk 101, all around the world. Uh, make sure you check out our Instagram pages for daily news, learn the script, so much more. At Cannabis Talk 101 is the IG website, all the good stuff. At pot underscore brothers underscore at underscore law. Of course, is the pot brothers at law. Mark is at Waslaw. Craig's at Waslaw Dog. Blue is at one Christopher Wright. Yes. And I am at Joe Grande 52. 52. And today on the show, we have a woman that doesn't wear as much lipstick as Mark, but... <laughs> She's doing some big things out in Canada. Ashley from Queen of Bud. She has three stores in Canada. Welcome to the Pot Empire is what I read on the website, queenofbud.ca. And I love what I read on there because they say we are committed to providing safe access to cannabis of the highest quality while allowing you to be your most authentic selves. We strive to create positive relationships. Our main objective is to make sure you are happy. Life is all about bringing joy to others and fostering a positive environment is key. And it's very much what Mark Wasserman is doing on our video for us today. So thank you, Mark, for bringing that. And thank you for joining us. (laughs) Ashley, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. And it's, uh, it's nice to have you and to get all into this Canada, what's going on there. We want you to be a part of the show as, and jump and elaborate as Craig's going to give us some news real quick. Blue's got something that's making waves. And we want your take on all these things that are happening with a Canadian perspective. Eh? Perfect. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, Craig, I believe you got some cannabis news to start off with. And hopefully it can uh, ask you can chime in on it and. I can't wait to get into Ashley how much they pay for taxes and all that other stuff out there because I don't know what, what Canada has to do. I remember hearing some stuff from people. But, Craig, please start us off, off with cannabis news. You know, I found a study out of the Society for the Study of Addiction that studied the effects of cannabis use on alcohol consumption in a sample of treatment-engaged heavy drinkers. And actually, this is out of Colorado. So this was a sample of, of heavy drinkers. The bottom line is this. Heavy drinkers who use cannabis, reduce their overall consumption of alcohol. That's the long and the short of the story. What happened to you? Say that again. What do you think about that? The more you smoke, the less you drink. And this is from raging drinkers, not just everyday drinkers or you have a few drinks tonight, but people who are alcoholics. (laughs) 
The more, well, and we can ask my brother that. I mean, it helped with your brother. Your brother stopped for sure. I'm wondering, actually, <laughs> do you clearly, notice that out there in Canada? But Absolutely. I mean, I'm with Yes, we've seen a massive decrease in alcohol sales and an increase in cannabis sales. Yeah, I mean, we've been saying that for years. My brother's a testament to that. The more he smokes, the less he drinks. Well, what about you, and, Craig? Uh, you're, you're a night. I don't know about night. You and like the, to have a cocktail. My brother drank an awful lot. That's why I think he smokes an awful lot. Your brother smokes more than you, but you're not shy with it by no means. And you're not shy to have a cocktail every so often. I don't know how much you do if it's every night, but would you say you smoke less or would you say you increased yours drinking as well since the COVID hit? I wouldn't call myself a heavy drinker, so it doesn't apply. So nightly drinking every time you call me drunk and call blue drunk every other it's Tuesday, not. Thursday, Wednesday, <laughs> any day that ends in a Y when Correct. you're drunk at night, it's just not a heavy drinker. Correct. Because I do that and I smoke at the same time. I have the same amount of cocktails every time I, I have like three or four cocktails a night and uh, and smoke the same every night. So no I, I, this is talking about people who are heavy drinkers who are drinking all day, alcoholics who can't stop drinking um, as a way of treatment from the study that came out of uh, Colorado. I think it's fair to say, and I'm just wondering, Ashley, did you see that in any of your dispensaries as far as going to the extreme of saying these people, like, for instance, Mark Wasserman was an alcoholic, is an alcoholic, and stopped drinking for about a year and a half, but who's counting? Maybe a little less. But um, the point is, do you have clients out there that come in there that completely stop drinking and are just using cannabis? Yes, absolutely. That was part of the reason I got into the cannabis industry is because I I did see the destruction alcohol can have on families and on lives. And cannabis, I feel... Uh, it kind of brings out the most beautiful side of you. So I can see why people in, are enjoying it more than alcohol. And, and in your experience in your stores, have you had people come in literally getting off the opiates and, and hard drugs as well um, and switching over to cannabis? Yes, absolutely. What, what types of drugs, you know, opiates, have you heard from a customer who says, you know, I'm not doing that anymore. And I, you know, I'm, I'm not doing this type of drug. I'm smoking more cannabis, using cannabis. Yeah, um, we've we've seen a few customers that have come in uh, and kind of chatted with us about their stories, and I'm honored that they would share their stories with us and felt comfortable to do so. Um, it's a variety. At, at, people can be addicted to a variety of different things. Um, I think that cannabis, um, as I said, it's it it kind of forces you to be real and to be your authentic self. And once you become your authentic self and you see a glimpse of the person that you can be, or you perhaps see a glimpse of your soul, uh, it kind of, that alone becomes addicting. You don't want to play this fictitious character that um, you've kind of built up with other people's opinions over the years. And, and you can be yourself. And I think that that's why a lot of people get addicted to uh, drugs and alcohol in the first place is because they're trying to mask something. They're trying to, they, they're putting a Band-Aid on. And I think cannabis makes you dig deep and figure out what the real issues are. So what if you just do both? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, is that digging deep? And uh, yeah, it's just like me. <laughs> so, do, well, do no, you that's some, no, someone I mean, like me. Yeah, not no. someone who who where alcohol is literally destroying their body because of the heavy drinking, the amounts that they drink. I think that's a, that's a different story. It's helping them not drink as much. We got one other story here, real quick, before Blue gives us a uh, making waves. This is just outrageous. In Mississippi, elected officials are seeking to have a, the passage of a medical marijuana legalization ballot initiative, Measure 65, thrown out by the courts. What? This is also going on in Montana, where in Montana, they they agreed or they voted to have adult use of medical marijuana. And now the, uh, and now the government is trying to strike down the voter-approved initiative in Montana as well in Mississippi where, I mean, that's just ridiculous. They're trying to overcome the will of the people. And didn't they vote on this uh, as well in Mississippi? Mississippi, it's recreationally, is it legal there for just Ad medical? Use, right? adult use? Adult no, use no, no, no. Mississippi, medical. they just passed a medical marijuana legalization ballot initiative. They just passed that. And also in Montana, they actually passed by 50%, 57% of the voters legalized the adult use 
of marijuana. And now they're trying to take it away from them? Yep. That's ridiculous. The fucking voters spoke. I mean, that's the way it goes down. You speak up, you make a vote, that's the way it goes. I can understand why the government is... um is trying to push cannabis out of the picture because I think cannabis does open up people's minds to um, asking questions that they probably wouldn't normally ask. And we're kind of a slave to the system. And when we don't have opinions and the society kind of suppresses what makes us unique and it kind of it enslaves us through our desires. So we are much less easier to control if we don't have these funny ideas that cannabis gives us. I, I love that response. Um, I, I really do. I think it's very uh, poignant and on point. But also, I think one of the reasons why the government does this is when it's a people's initiative. That means the people wrote it, put it on the ballot, and the people voted for it. It doesn't have the same regulatory system and taxes that is set up when it's government initiated and the government just says, hey, we're going to pass this bill like California did with the uh, the passage of after the passage of Prop 64. They engaged in the adult use medical marijuana, medical cannabis safety regulatory act. And uh, that's what the government does. They want to get their part in it as well. But I think your point is very well taken. And I never really thought of that trying to trying to suppress us and uh, knowing that cannabis opens up our minds and uh, lets us think and be creative. It's an interesting and, take, that's for sure. I like it. Yeah, It's like mushrooms. It's like mushrooms. Mushrooms do that to you, right? Expand your mind. I'm a massive fan of psychedelics. Yeah. So. I haven't done that in I haven't done that in quite a while. So uh, I got I'll have some. To see when they start. But I, I don't think I ever microdosed. I think I I dosed and dosed. <laughs> you took an <laughs> eighth when you were at UCLA, and then an eighth here and an eighth there, and then never now what? never microdosed. I'm I'm, I'm curious to see, see how that goes. And apparently from all the research I'm looking at in articles that it's the next wave is microdosing uh, psilocybin, which is the active ingredient in, in mushrooms. And it's, and it works to heal a lot of things as cannabis does. And with that blue, what do we got in making waves? So if you're looking to find out who's making waves in cannabis, cannabis talk one-on-one is the place to be. So last Thursday, guys, California legal marijuana industry regulators say some highway billboards must go. The State Bureau of Cannabis Control on Thursday ordered billboards companies to stop selling space for cannabis marketing and taking borders. So what's happening is inside borders, like before the borders or after the border of a different state, we're putting up these billboards, our different companies are. And of course, there's sons in L.A., there's sons on the 10 when you're going towards uh, Palm Springs and right. all this. We but see right before you're about to leave the state and right before you're about to come in, they've got no, them no, flooded. No, no, Blue, let, 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 let me actually... Let me I was waiting for that. You. Go ahead, please, because I knew you could read the whole law so you could help me. Yeah, let me, let, me, let me clarify. Previous to this lawsuit brought by a father up in Santa Rosa, I believe, who saw some, uh, on the 5 Freeway, saw some billboards that his kid glanced at... Um, challenge the Bureau of Cannabis Control, which is the state agency who rules over the cannabis in California. The, the, the interpretation by the Bureau from what the regulation said was that you cannot advertise on an interstate highway within 15 miles of the border. So you couldn't go within 15 miles from going down the 10. When you get 15 miles uh, next to Arizona, you can't have billboards within that 15 miles and you could have it everywhere else. So this guy challenged that and said, no, the regulations read, you can't have it on interstate highways, period. So now they're getting taken off of the 10, the five, but it's also any, any, from schools. I mean, 500, that? 500 feet from schools, if I'm not mistaken, or is it a thousand? Yeah. Well, that's not really that much in play because right. we're talking about billboards on the, the, the case was strictly about the billboards on the highways. But let me ask you this, Craig, are cigarettes okay? Can they put Budweiser, can, Budweiser, I mean, NASCAR? You the, you know? Didn't you guys, you don't, don't you follow Pop Brothers at Law Post? So no, actually, no, just, we actually I just, don't No, I, I just posted this the other day. Should I que- questioning <laughs> with what the fuck we can put Hennessy up there all day. But we can't put a cannabis ad. And if you look at most of the of the billboards, they're very classy. They're very classy. It doesn't have a big weed thing coming out of it. It doesn't, you know, they're they're very classy billboards. 
um, from the companies that, and you know, not only is this hurting cannabis businesses such as delivery services, it's hurting the billboard business. You know what, Craig, when we come back, we're gonna have Ashley from Queen of Buds. She has three stores in Canada and I wanna find out what, uh, actually two stores in Canada, right? Ashley? Yes, so uh, we have one in Calgary, one in Toronto, and then we just uh, actually let go of our Saskatchewan location, and we're actually a licensed producer. So even though the retail stores are kind of um, my little works of art, and I love building them, uh, our true um, passions and lie on the on the growing side. So we actually have a um, uh, about a hundred thousand square feet of canopy uh, and. We have our own Queen of Bud products out on the market as well. So when we nice. come back, when we come back, I also want to see what your your actual um, marketing uh, billboards are like out there. So it's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Welcome back to Cannabis Talk 101. Joe, it's it's great that you mentioned that because I'm, I'm wondering before we jump into the grow, Ashley, do you guys have billboards out in Canada that you sure. guys can uh, advertise on or how does that work for you guys out there? It's funny that you guys are talking about this because no, we're not allowed. The, res- the restrictions are absolutely insane in Canada. We're not allowed to advertise pretty well anywhere, uh, let alone a billboard. Everything that we advertise must be age gated. Um, And so this is totally normal. We've we've had to find ways of marketing uh, our company uh, that we could not do with any other business prior. And and how are you doing? Yeah, exactly, what are you you doing? doing? Instead of traditional ads and things like that that you can't do, what have you uh, done outside the box? Social media. Yeah, so the Queen of Bud stores are very unique in uh, how they're designed. They have a big flower wall, so I thought that would be great if people came in and they could take a selfie and uh, and tag us in it. The aesthetic of the store uh, is, as I said, very unique. They're chandeliers. It's very beautiful and classy. So I think that alone drew quite a bit of attention to the stores. Um, 
social media is, has also been great. So LinkedIn is awesome for advertising with cannabis. Mm. Instagram is not so great. We in Canada, a lot of the licensed producers and retailers here have lost our cannabis pages. So for instance, we had 7,000 followers and the page got uh, disabled and we were never able to get it back because right. Instagram is a US company. So even though weed or uh, cannabis is legal here in Canada, it's not uh, on a federal level in the states and so they still see us as illegal yeah, yeah no instagram's horrible i mean we got our page taken down twice but yeah you, but you got yeah. it back twice. ashley ashley i want to i want to you know ask you a question that 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 i kind of understand but don't and maybe you can give more um information to the listeners is when somebody from canada is coming into the u.s they're not legally able or or physically able to be involved in the cannabis industry in the u.s if i'm not mistaken is that correct because i mean there's no law i've that heard we, stuff like that too and i don't understand it as well. yeah and i don't understand that law but if you could kind of give me that rundown because i'm sure you know as she's looking to open a store yeah. in california <laughs> oh are you are you pardon are you opening a store here uh, we are looking at opening one in California well, and potentially one in New York. So as I said, we just like kind of special flagship locations that yeah. I build out and design and put them together myself. And then that way it stays unique and special. Um, but uh, as far, or sorry, what was your, what was the question we'll, before we'll, that we'll question? We'll move right past that. Let's just move past that oh, question. Oh, no, it's a good question because I'm curious about that too. He's he's asking because I've oh, heard that border. as well. The yes. border. If you come into California or the any United, United States, States, a Canadian, if you're, if you're a native citizen. Canadian citizen, yeah. you cannot do cannabis business in the States. I've heard that. Is and that the, true? And basically? they'll take your work visa from if you. If you do do it. Forever. Yes, so that is true. Um, when I first opened up the, uh, so we had retail first, so we opened up the first retail store and there was a massive scare where customers were scared to purchase anything with their debit and credit cards. Uh, people didn't want to work for uh, us because they were so scared that they wouldn't be able to get into the U.S. I myself have traveled back and forth to the U.S. numerous times since opening, and I've just been very honest and open with them about what I do. I don't lie. Um, but as far as conducting business in the U.S., yes, you have to be uh, very cautious on how how that's done. Who you team up with and, and how it's how it's actually written in the in the world of the business. So right? it does make sense. And going back to your stores, Ashley, Queen of Bud, how did you start the first one? Walk us through how you did this. I know I overheard you saying you wanted to help others, but what led you into this dispensary? I mean, you look like you're 21 years old, for God's sakes. I know. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so I it kind of I'm going to give you the full the full rundown but I was a single mother uh we couldn't make ends meet we were kind of going from house to house and it was a very tough situation I didn't eat so my kids could and when you're forced into that kind of um corner or you're that desperate then you would be amazed at what you can accomplish and so I heard that the legalization was happening in Canada I love cannabis I was a user myself and I couldn't think of another industry to get into to spread more love and to kind of make the world a better place and it was very difficult because um there was like 200 people uh, that were all fighting to be one of the first stores open and they had fancy lawyers and consultants. Literally, I had to figure everything out myself. Uh, so it was a difficult process to get open. We were the third store in uh, in Canada to open, awesome. uh, which was amazing for for us in general, just to be able to build up that customer base before so many open, because now it's quite saturated. In Alberta alone, we have 600 plus stores. Mm. Um, and the I wanted, I wanted to kind of give people a safe haven from society. I was always, I always felt odd and weird and like I never really fit in anywhere. And now I realize that what made me odd was my most beautiful part and um i wanted to create a beautiful place that was affordable that was accepting to all that uh really allowed people to embrace who they are and their authentic selves 
and that's kind of how we got the the first store open. As I said, we had to, I had to apply with the AGLC. It was difficult. I think I locked up the leases in February 2018, and we didn't get to open until October 24th, um, 2018. So it was quite a long process to uh, get approved. That's and actually end pretty good. Did you have to engage lawyers? Um, so I didn't use any lawyers uh, wow. until after the store was open, um, and then everything kind of grew. Then we were expanding, opening up another store across Canada. We were building the facility, uh, bringing in various partnerships, and so at that point, then obviously the lawyer bills got are very expensive. <laughs> how many how many different barristers or solicitors did you need? You know, because in Canada they're not called lawyers; they're called barristers or solicitors. Yeah, uh, we just hired one firm and then they have a variety of different people within that firm that are experts in different categories. Nice. And, and as you did this, I mean, congratulations being you know, a single mother and doing what you had to do for your children. Did you have to partner up with that? I mean, how did you become and get the equity to start one, Capital. let alone have three and a big O grow and all this other stuff? How did it grow for you? <laughs> Money yeah, grows so, on I trees, mean, Joe. Was, right? Money grows on trees, <laughs> Joe. Don't worry about that. <laughs> it definitely didn't happen overnight. Uh, it was what happened is I had a partner that was willing to partner with me when I first locked up the leases and with the AGLC, who's the person, the, government entity that approves these stores, uh, you cannot have claimed bankruptcy. It's They check your credit. Uh, it's You can't have a criminal record. They're very strict on who they were going to approve for these stores. And so we locked up everything. It was good. We applied. And then, so we applied in March. And then by May, he came to me and he said that he didn't actually have the money. And so the AGLC kind of gave me a few weeks and a few weeks had passed and they phoned me and they said, Ashley, if you can't find the money by Friday, you're out. Oh, like there's oh other people that God. want to open up a store and, um, you know, we love your story and we love you as a person, but, you know. Money talks and bullshit yeah. walks. walks yeah. <laughs> and so, what, what was the magic uh, so, number at that point? Like, you know. So what pardon? happened? What was the magic number at that point that you needed in order for them to give you the green light? Yeah, so to open up one store, it costs about half a million dollars uh, with you need about $100,000 of inventory um, and then to build out the store and to get the approvals, etc. Right. And so I kind of laid there for a minute after that phone call and and felt sorry for myself. And then it was really weird on the computer, uh, a video of Richard Branson popped up where he had to uh, find $50 million over the weekend in order to save Virgin Mobile. And I didn't even click that video. It was just odd that it popped up. And I thought, if this guy can find $50 million over the weekend, I can find <laughs> half a million dollars. Yes, I can figure this yes. out. And uh, and I did. And it worked out great. So that was my, my first partner on the Calgary store. And I kind of, I wanted to establish a brand and a name first, because then I knew I could then attract some larger investors to move forward my kind of uh, future vision. And that's exactly what happened. And so a few large uh, licensed producers offered to buy me out. It would have been like winning the lottery. Yeah. Um, but I decided not to sell uh, because at the time, a lot of these companies were publicly traded and they were trading at a 36 time multiple. And they are telling me, you know, this evaluation's great. And I said, well, it's great right now, but what happens when that bubble pops? And then my, I just sold for next to nothing. Sure. And then I also was concerned that they would use my brand um, to there was such a lack of quality product on the market uh, around the time of legalization. And so I didn't want to just brand kind of poor Anything. quality cannabis as my own. I just didn't feel good about that because I didn't start this company to make money. Obviously, you want to please your your partners, but I got into it because I want to change the way that people think. Because once I changed the way that I thought, my entire life changed and what I attracted into my life completely changed. And so 
in order to kind of continue and do that, I decided not to sell and to try and do it on my own. And so I went into a board meeting. I was nominated vice chair of the Alberta Cannabis Council um, and fought the politicians and would lobby the government uh, around what they were doing with cannabis and my fellow board member uh jesse he uh came in and he was kind of like well we haven't fully built the facility yet and uh but we have no idea about branding i have no idea how to kind of take it to the next step and he had another partner uh with him that helped kind of get things going and they asked me to be their third partner and even though it was such a risk at the time because you have these massive companies that i could brand my the cannabis my own right away i decided not to kind of go that route and to take the more risky uh route going with someone that didn't have anything it was sure. it was all hope like and starting all over you're starting yeah, your own though you're starting your own with them let me, so let me ask you yeah, this in in the the uh, applications you uh you submitted was that retail and cultivation at the same time no, so they're two totally separate things. So each retail store is different depending on the province that you're applying in. And then the LP side uh, is a completely different application and very, very difficult. Uh, getting your cultivation license is one thing. Getting a sales license to actually sell to the various provinces. That's like here, yeah. It's very, very difficult. And so I, I learned a lot to kind of get to the point where we have our products on the market but now we've been kind of i'm happy i went that route because uh the quality is there and you can i've i've made so many friends in this industry and i think being a woman um we have a lot of compassion and we don't have a big ego and so i asked for help when i needed it and i made strategic friendships and partnerships and so that allowed us to get distribution but if your products aren't good quality then no one's going to reorder right yep. so i'm happy that we decided to go the route where i had more control over what we were doing no nope, I, sure. I, I i know that that that's great that you want to keep the hey, quality control so many people are going to lose that hey just questions for mrs doubtfire mark uh Wasserman in the corner over there did you do your hair today or did I mean cuz it just looks fake to me. I I don't know. Did you add something? He's getting something? a haircut did tomorrow. You, it's hard to it's hard to look at her. I only have to stare at Ashley. Just to let you know. He's throwing hey, me off I, too. I can't even I can look at him right now. It's Cannabis Talk 101. We'll be right back after this break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, 
even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Take a hit, get lit, and sit back and enjoy Cannabis Talk 101. Mark and Craig, the Pop Brothers at Law, Big Joe Grande, and the man who created it all, Blue. And we want to give a big thank you to Pitt, Peanut, Jennifer, and Elvis for always making us look and sound great. Blue, you had a few more questions. You know, I, I think we did. So we're going back into the, so what happened exactly Joe today, did. Mark, when everything. Well, no, I, I, I want to talk to <laughs> Ashley. And Ashley. I'm just kidding. When you're talking I'm about the product and, and growing the flower and all that, you're talking about Queen of Bud. Is that is that your brand as well, Queen of Bud? I know that's the name of your dispensary, but is that the name of your product, the flower that you push out as well? Yes, it is. So we have two different lines. So we have Queen of Bud, that is our ultra premium uh, line. And then we have QOB. Uh, in Canada, it's, a, it's kind of funny. Uh, well, it's not funny, but um, we, the customers solely base a purchase on THC levels and price because here everything is packaged. You're not allowed to show them anything. So the customer doesn't have the opportunity to notice quality. So they do base sure. it a lot on THC levels um, and price. And so Queen of Bud has, you know, 25% THC and up. Well, QOB focuses more on that quality, but isn't as high in THC. More of the terps. Yeah, that's, looking the, for better, that's the same here too. You're looking for better Ridiculous. terps. Well, no, I think a lot of the, the, the industry heads understand the terps and the, and the, versus the, um, the consumer, the consumer, right? The consumer's just going there. How much is the hottest stuff? What, what's the most THC? I want to get stoned, but they don't yeah. realize the experience of getting stoned has a lot to do with all the other facets to the cannabis industry, which is a whole nother show. But at the end of the day, it's not, you know, it's not just the THC levels that, that make that. So I guess that's to your point, correct? Yeah, actually something that's a little bit unique about our brand is each retail store is named after a crystal. So I'm sure you guys are, I don't know if you guys are into crystals or energy, but um, each one is different and looks different and is designed around the crystal that I can emotionally relate to at the time of designing it. Energy stones. yeah, so White Jade was our Calgary store, and that was around the time where I was trying to connect with a higher power and trying to find the light. Sure. And around the time of building out our Toronto store, that's our Black Obsidian store, wow. uh, you know, it was all about facing my fears and almost revealing the darkest parts of me so that I could uh, kind of move forward in a more loving way. And each of our strains are so in Canada, you're not allowed to make claims about how a strain makes you feel and so I always like to kind of find ways around all of these rules and so you can name it after a crystal that has a certain experience attached to it sure and so we have blue topaz and then I connect so when I go to the facility I actually talk to the plants and tell them that they're going to help people oh, and um, our, ch- our you- California strain is all about um so blue topaz is for wisdom and rose quartz is for love and shungite is for gratitude and we have creativity and authenticity and passion and when you combine all the energies it really shows you how to fully be present and enjoy this life we're programmed to value and idolize things that never actually really contribute to our happiness and i kind of um yeah, it was a, a unique it. way of um, people connecting to the spiritual side of cannabis. Because as much as cannabis helped me physically with my endometriosis, uh, it 
changed me as a person. It, it changed. Elaborate on I that. What do you mean it, it helped you with that? What, what was that that you had? What was that? Oh, endometriosis. So it's very painful. Um, and I had five different surgeries and I needed another surgery. And I went to the doctor and I said, you know, can I try CBD uh, or cannabis? Can you give me a, a medical prescription for it and she said absolutely not but i'll prescribe you some oxycontin oh, <laughs> and i was like oh, i said are like, you serious so i went bro. to another doctor uh. <laughs> and they gave me my medical card and then i started to use uh, cbd and i noticed a massive decrease in my pain my inflammation uh and then i started introducing thc and that just made me ask questions that I wasn't asking before and want to know answers and I guess find more meaning to life. So, and that's what I kind of wanted to spread through Queen of Bud and through our our cannabis and through our stores. Was this before you opened your dispensary, Ashley? Or was this after that you found all your elements that you were help, you working with THC on? Yeah, so I got my medical card about four years before the legalization. Oh, nice. So you've been doing this. And you know what, Ashley, from Queen of Bud, everything you're saying, your spirituality, love your, it. everything about love how it. you're doing Queen of Bud, is just awesome. We're all sitting here with this awe feeling of that's the way it should be. We you got know, producers love, in the back like, she's awesome. She's a, you know? yeah. People over here going, <laughs> yeah. unbelievable story. Yeah, and not great. only that, your spirituality of everything is just on point. It actually reminds me of my daughter who is 20 years old and really into crystals. And sure. that, there's a whole dynamic of people. I mean, unfortunately, or well, for, whatever, it, I'm not that into them. I don't know what my month is, what my year is. And, you know, there's all these things that, and, and it's, and I, every time I hear it, I'm into it. It's not like I go, oh, those are stupid. I'm like, no, oh, but tell me but, more. But tell but me again, more. The way, the way I, I, I seen the, the value in, in what Ashley's theory and thoughts are is that she's using the, the wisdom one for the product line instead of, because because of the marketing, you can't say, hey, this one makes me feel like I'm a little smarter exactly. when, I, when I'm on it. It's brilliant. But using the the, the, the blue sapphire and, and using the different ones in this one, hey, this one may make you a little tired because it's it's it represents the moon and so on and so forth. I, Put I you love to sleep because it, it represents the moon. Nighttime. Because it represents the it's moon dope. and nighttime. And, and water and energy. And so I, I love those things. And now it's time for the high five. Well, before we get to the high five, I want to touch on in Canada – how is it? Because over here, you know, you've heard Craig mention the Bureau of Cannabis Control. Who is overseeing everything there and how do they tax it for sure. you? How does it go from it growing? And I know you say you have a grow facility into the dispensary to the consumer's hand. Walk us through how it goes down in Canada. Yeah, so Health Canada is the one that's in charge of all of the licensed producers. So when you want to open up a grow facility, you have to go through Health Canada. After that, it depends on the province that you're in. So in Saskatchewan, it's very different. You can just ship your product straight from the facility to your dispensary and sell it. In Alberta, there's something called the AGLC. And so the AGLC purchases it from the LPs. They charge about 16.5% tax on it. And then they sell it back to the dispensaries um, and then same in Ontario, it's the, the same way that the OCS purchases the cannabis and then sells it back to the different retailers. So, so the, it just depends on the province. So the OCS basically manages everything because they pull it all in first. Do they inspect it there as well or do the, are they just buying it? They're just, they're just buying it. They can inspect it because you can't open anything or take a look at anything. It has to be sealed. Is it already um, tested? It, yeah, so the LP, so the licensed producer is in charge of testing it. So gotcha. after uh, we harvest it, we have to send it into a lab. We get a, a COA back on that. And then that's what goes on our labels. Um, and then we would uh, send it to the various government entities that would purchase the product. Yeah, we have distributors out here, cultivators, manufacturers of uh, concentrates and distillates has to go through a distributor to go to retail. You, there's nowhere in the state where you can, like in your one province, like good old days, you grow it, you can sell it to the store. And that's really how it should be. But, you know, the government's making people get in the middle of that, being a middleman, so they can take their chunk. Wait, I didn't yeah. hear, Ashley, are they taxing the stores as well? Like, does Queen of Bud also get taxed on the sale, depending on the providence? Is, does it change? 
No, just uh, GST, which is standard, um, which is 5% in Alberta. But um, the what's interesting about Alberta is the HELC is our wholesaler, but in Alberta, the dispensaries are not allowed to do deliveries or have any kind of online sales only the AGLC is allowed to. So not only are they our wholesaler, they're also our biggest competitor. Oh, wow, that's a, a governmental racket. entity? That's a racket. That's a governmental entity? Yes, it is. Yeah. That's the wow. mob. So the government <laughs> the can mob. deliver the weed. They can deliver cannabis, but you can't get it from Queen of Bee on a delivery service. But the, that's... Or order online. You know what? You got to give it to them Canadians. They came up with a good one right there. I didn't know that loophole was there. Came up. (laughs) We're going to make it legal here, but guess who's going to deliver? We are. But then in Ontario, you can deliver. So right now, because of COVID, you weren't allowed to, but because of COVID and the restrictions, now you are allowed to do... uh, accept online payments and do deliveries. So uh, it's very complicated because each province, as I said, is is different and you have to learn all of the, the rules depending on which province you're selling to or which province you're opening up a store in. Sure. Well, it's so, kind of the same out here with the states. All the states are going to do it a little differently as well. Well, so do they we also the manage the, the, the liquor like that as well or the tobacco in, in Canada, correct? They, they do as well too. Yes, so it's not it's correct. not abnormal out there for that. I, I think I've heard I've heard of that before. Is that they they also um, the government also controls their their liquor, their tobacco, and and I, if I'm not even mistaken, I think grocery, oh, really? groceries as well, right? Um, I don't know about groceries, but they do with tobacco and, and, and liquor alcohol. and casinos. Yes. Well, I, you got to think sure. Canada has to do something like that. I mean, they're paying for everybody's health care. They got to make some money somehow. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you know I mean? let's go. I, I, I mean, just, yeah. I, I mean, if you look at it and you think about it, the government needs a pool in paper because they're paying for your health insurance. Well, that's why her teeth look so good. I mean, her hair too. Let's just give her all these compliments. <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm ready to go to Canada and say, hang out. Yeah, let's go. We're on a flight. <laughs> or you come out. Ashley from Queen of Bud is now time for for our high five. We're going to ask you five questions. Just answer them as honestly as you can. Question number one, how old were you the first time you smoked cannabis and where did you get it from? I was 14 and I got it from a friend of a friend. Where were you, where were you at? <laughs> Pardon? Where were you at? Uh, just here in Calgary. I think I was at a, a house party or out with friends. That's always a good time. Question yeah. number two, the high five. What is your favorite way to use cannabis? Uh, joint. Uh, and then I also like, um, uh, well, I have been enjoying edibles lately. Here in Canada, um, when they first legalized edibles, it was so strict. You're only allowed 10 milligrams per pack. So, I mean, 10 milligrams on me, I'm going to have to eat like 3,000 calories worth of chocolate to get high. So, um, I didn't really like edibles, but then I started making my own. And then now there's been a few really good brands that have come out. So, I've I've been enjoying edibles lately as well. Fantastic. Question number three of the high five. Craziest place you've ever used or smoked cannabis? Okay. So, in Canada, you're allowed to travel on an airplane with up to 30 grams of cannabis. And then at the airports, there's actually a designated cannabis smoking area. So- um yes wow. yeah it's, cool. it's amazing wow. i love flying now it's uh so i You're really flying high a bunch of edibles smoke a joint and then just like trip out on the plane watch movies and eat as much food as i can it's, it's amazing now now do they actually have like a, a dispense like a uh uh vending machine inside the the airport the airport where they can purchase as well no, so vending machines are not allowed here, um, okay. and there's no one in the airport currently. I'm working on it. We've been that chatting be a it. few airports ah, around that, um, but there's nothing right now. Uh, well, you ma- you kind of have to plan ahead and just or tap well, shoulder I, and be what, like, "Hey, man, you got to do. Can I hit that?" No, actually, <laughs> what I would suggest you doing is is you know, there's technology out here. There's our there, they have we have the um, vending machines available, right? And if you don't know, you could contact us. I'll help you get involved, or get with someone who does. But get with the government, see if they're willing to monetize it through that vending machine. You'll be the one to service it and you know make it to where they're they're actually Buying all your product because it. because it's it's it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. It's a it's and and it's it, like they have bars at the at the uh, airports. 
Yeah, it's it should be How there. How do you age gate it? How do you make sure that the person that's using the vending machine you is You have to put your ID in first. Slide your well, ID, no, make sure you're 21 but, and over. But yeah, no, no. It's ID the vend, control. The vending machines that are allowed here Base are right. only allowed in a licensed dispensary or licensed storefront. But so no, you, you have to get Carter to go into that storefront. They have so ones they're, they're, that are, they have face recognition. The, they don't though. have cannabis ones in the malls. No, no, not in the malls. There, there's not actually, yet. there's a few that have them in smoke shops and malls and stuff like that. But there's a face recognition um, one that's out right now. And it, it, you put your, you put your ID in there and your face recognition. It'll let you know. Good luck with Mark. Cause if he showed up looking like he did today, I wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Let's get to question number four of the cannabis talk 101. Hi, five with Ashley from Queen of Bud, two stores in Canada, a cultivation. Ashley, what is your go-to munchies after you get high? Oh, so I love carbs. So I like burritos, pasta, pierogies, just anything that'll actually fill up <laughs> the my good stomach. Stuff, huh? Look, I feel like you're talking to me right stuff. now. You just said everything. What'd you say? Burritos? <laughs> I, like I, lost, I lost I you love burritos. burritos. Yeah. Burritos oh, are my fantastic. favorite thing in the world. My kids actually make fun of me all the time. I'm like, let's go to Mucho Burrito. They're like, mom, I hate burritos. Yo, not again. <laughs> Burritos. Like, on. I could do a burrito and a taco every day. Mexican all day. Uh, Everything tastes better uh, with a corn chip is what I always say. And just, I brought in co- but beans and rice today and some, and some ground chips. beef and some corn chips. Question number five with the queen bee herself, Queen of Bud, Ashley out there in good old Canada. If you could smoke cannabis with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Bob Marley. Buffalo soldier. Just because- I love I love his philosophy on You know, I think that this world has become so self-serving and egotistical and if we just embrace embrace the true language of this universe which is love, I think wonderful things would happen and and I loved um, his take on that. I love your take on him. I love your take on your dispensary and everything you're doing. You have a great spirit. You have a beautiful outlook on everything, and you're beautiful. It's great to have you on this show. Is there anything else that you'd like to promote before we let you go? But it's been a real pleasure having you on. Um, We can't hear you. I don't know if we hit something or you hit something. But Hold on one second. Hold on a second. Can you still hear us, Ashley? Yeah, sorry. I'm just going to put my AirPods in. They keep connecting. Oh, yeah. That was what happened. Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Now you saw... We're in the mix. It's Ashley. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Ashley. (laughs) Uh, No, thank you guys so much for having me on. It was an honor. And, um, yeah. No, thank you. Uh, We appreciate your story, guys. And remember this. It's Cannabis Talk 101. If no one else loves you, we We do. do. Thank you for listening to Cannabis Talk 101 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org.